Hey, it's Frank. Hi, my name is Ben. Today we're joined by TJ. Hi. Welcome to View Little Week 8. Nobody told me there'd be a dragon. Let's address the dragon in the room, shall we? <laughs> the dragon on this occasion is dominoes. The the, dom, dom, the effect of... The effect a small action can have. Uh, dom- no, it's the domino effect. Domino or it's effects. a domino. Yeah. Like, the, the dragon in the room is a domino. <laughs> and that domino today comes in the form of TJ. I guess we should start by uh, explaining in more detail the aforementioned Google Sheets. So I'm a, I'm a bit of a spreadsheet merchant. And back in 2020, I created a Google Sheet for a group of us to all track movies on. That is when Finn, towards the middle of the year, announced that he was going to make Doolittle the most watched movie of 2020 because the spreadsheet had things broken down where it would show the most watched movie, uh, which month had the highest views, things like that. And when Finn announced that and started watching Doolittle multiple times, TJ came in and as a domino, he started challenging Finn to uh, force him to continue watching this movie. By viewing what movie, TJ? The Emperor's New Groove. The Emperor's New Groove. Is there a reason that you picked that movie? I don't know. It was, it was short. It was... <laughs> well, around the point whenever I was in the 2000s during the Disney movie Watch Along. Okay. Yeah, because we were, we were all doing separate like things. Because I was watching a movie every single day to keep up on the highest watched leaderboards or most consecutive days. TJ was watching through all the Disney movies. Theatrical released Disney movies that were available on Disney Plus. So it became a a battle between Doolittle and The Emperor's New Groove to keep the movie on the top of the leaderboard, the most watched movie of the year. Did you have any inkling of an idea at the time that Finn would end up watching the movie as much as he has? No. You fool. (laughs) Look what you've done. Look what you've started. <laughs> Sorry. Here we are. Uh, well, the dominoes have fallen. Because, like, what, what sort of drove me is that you had these leaderboards, and then you had it, like, set up for how many times you watch something in a month. So, first it was most watched movie of the year, and then 2021, I, I figured I could knock it all out in one oh, month. Oh, okay, okay. So, that's, like, why February was consistent every single day. So, you would be the top of the leaderboard, the, the person who had 28 viewings in one month the high score of the month and you had the challenge that like i don't think anyone else would have watched a movie 28 times i think that's too many times because because <laughs> you said your end up end total was uh, i had nine nine and other people I, that was that was in 2020 yeah in 2020, in 2020 right and i would have ended up at eight they ended up with 12 views each is that right that and then and 14, 14, 14 each. And there are two doodle ones because I, I fell off of recording what I watched in October because I was just watching too many movies. I was too busy. That was also the month you gave up your streak. It was the month I gave up my streak because there's like 30 more days. <laughs> like I watched the movie every day in October. I think it was November where I finally cracked. All right, TJ. I think now is the time to jump into our guest activities First of all, thank you for joining us. What is your favorite character and your favorite scene? There were scenes. <laughs> um, that's fair. It's kind of muddy. It's kind of muddy. We actually just put on a black screen today. <laughs> Me and Frank just did all the lines. There really wasn't anything that enjoyable. Yeah. <laughs> if you had to pick something that stood out to you, what would it be? Good or bad? Good or bad? Um, I like the start of the movie. Like the first twenty minutes was fun, 
and then the movie got really boring. Would you say the the flip point is whenever it zooms in and you start hearing the animals in English, or was it after that? Um, after. After. I mean, it was fun whenever they're doing that. The part in the movie for me, I think, where it starts really slowing down is once they get to the queen's palace once they take on the adventure i guess and then it starts becoming speed run i think it's really the speed run happens after the whale scene like as soon as yeah, they hit monte yeah. verde that's when it's like as fast as possible but i feel like the movie loses me after stubbins gets on the boat that's but even all that stuff isn't horrible. It's just, like, kind of not funny. <laughs> like, it suffers from all the do-little problems. But I think it's a movie up to that point, right? And then it's, like, super cut. Because we watch... Uh, you were there when we did the Cats <laughs> Star Wars viewing. Hmm? And Star Wars was like that, where it's like, the first hour and a half, they tried to get all the new stuff they needed in it. Because they were doing rewrites. Of yeah, and that's how this <laughs> yeah. felt. It's, like... Yeah. Except they did, like, two movies in an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, it almost feels like they were intended to be two or three. Yeah. TJ, this is your first return to the movie since you saw it in theaters? Yes. So, first time in three years. If you had the opportunity to put in a new animal creature at any point in the movie, this is a bit of fin fiction. You get to add a critter into the movie, and you get to give him a one-liner, because there's so many animals that appear just to drop, like, a single joke. What animal would you like to see? <sighs> one-liner. Well, probably a frog. Oh, a frog. There are no amphibians. Yeah, there's not a single amphibian, I don't think. So that's a good addition. Frog is a good call. I don't know about the line itself, but it where, would probably try to eat the dragonfly. Where? So where would you put him? Would you put him in the Monteverde section, or would you want probably him? Probably the end of Monteverde. Kind of explain the disappearance for a bit. I like it. It's the line. It's got to be James is flying to the boat to warn Polly. Mm -hmm. We make that a little bit more exciting. We make it like a, a trench run oh, through he, a marsh. He dodges and the He dodges the frog. The frog. <laughs> Trying to... And then the frog's like... He's, this frog, is a no-fly zone! The frog's zone. like a big... <laughs> that works perfect. <laughs> You've done it. You know, and that, that fits perfectly with uh, all the characters who are making references to modern day type things. Fits perfectly. It's a no-fly zone. Nailed it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I practice this bit every single night. I go home and I'm like, what What would work? Because, like, my plan is in 20 years, they give me the rights to remaster, do it all like a video game is now. But with. <laughs> because <laughs> really, the movie is completely animated, right? It I was. I, I think, especially the dragon sequence, the dragon cave yeah. sequence, it feels like. Like a PS2 or like GameCube era <laughs> graphics. Like the, it has that kind of a video game feel to it, I think. And plot. Yeah, and plot. And plot. That's a good point. Yeah, there are like boss sequences. There's a, a chase sequence with Humphrey. That would be fun to play. It, it has a lot of video game feel to it. Is um, there a video game? That's a good question. They don't really do tie in video games as much, do they? Not anymore. Yeah, I miss that, like, craze. The only one I really remember is the Golden Compass. <laughs> they were mostly bad. They were all really bad. <laughs> there were a couple that stood out. SNES days, but... You could do sort of like a Crash Bandicoot uh, giraffe run thing. <laughs> where, like, stub your stubbins on the giraffe, and you could do... Because uh... it, it does sort of have, like, linear video game... It flows. 
could pad it out a little more. <laughs> Monteverdi could be more. Than Monteverdi. Nothing. <laughs> Monteverdi should be more. Yeah, I mean, because we watched uh, we watched an extra credit sequence because I fell asleep and needed to make up points. I fell asleep at the same point every single time, and yeah, I think I was out for like five minutes this time. We watched Antonio Banderas' Pirate King, the Blu-ray special feature. They put in a ton of effort for like makeup and effects for Monty Verdi. Design. All the pirates look really good in all those close-ups, and they really do look good. And like costume design is good. And it's just not in the movie. <laughs> yeah, you just don't notice it at all. <laughs> yeah. Kind of forgot in the movie that they were pirates. It's really too bad that the Monteverde sequence is where it's like speed run movie and everything is so cut up because I think that's probably the most interesting location yeah. that they have both visually and character wise and design wise. It had to have been more important. Like we always say that, but it really had to have been because it's so like cut in and pieces. I mean, you just, you think too about the the main crisis of the movie i guess which is that doolittle is fighting against this depression right it, which is related to lily's death and this is lily's home that he's going to so you'd think that they would use that more like something with interacting with antonio banderas who's playing king Rizzuli, lily's father and his energy in the special feature felt so good and uh it's weird that there's not more pulled from that to help the story like the only thing that scene or set does is just get the map that they don't have. Right. That gets stolen. I was no I was thinking. Okay, so this is a no this is a um, this is a suggestion from Mike. He said that he had a new segment idea, and it's called "Did Doctor Do Little Do a Little Redo?" <laughs> <laughs> so his his idea is that you. You can redo any point in the movie. And I was thinking in particular with this Monte Verde sequence to make the movie flow a little better, to make it make a little more sense, to make Monte Verde more important, to make the relationship between Rizzuli and Doolittle more important. You would do something in this moment where Doolittle's sad because the English get the, the journal, Lily's journal, the map, it's gone. And then Rizzuli comes in and he goes, John, there's something I want to show you. And he takes him back to lily's room and she has mapped out everything on the walls oh i thought you were gonna say just brutalizes him, <laughs> yes, kills him, him up. no i was thinking that like it's Barry's kids in there <laughs> he has to fight more tigers something where they they would have instead of using whales to track the ship it's like lily you know left behind all these things yeah and i think there i think there's a montage sequence missing where they fix up the ship <laughs> Yeah. It's kind of pointless for them to destroy the ship, then immediately get a ship. It didn't, didn't do much. Yeah, why can't they just all be on the separate whale? <laughs> they could each be riding on a whale. That would work. Like riding in a whale? Yeah. Riding in a whale? Yeah. The original Doolittle story, they climb inside of a giant snail. <laughs> the the Voyage of Dr. Doolittle, like the book. Oh, that's wild. They, they are inside of a giant snail. That's a huge spoiler. I'm really sorry. Wait, how far we're, along we're are going you? To, we're going to read the book. How? I haven't read it yet. <laughs> Do you know this? But I know this lore about this you giant snail. Um, it's also in the 1967 Doolittle movie, The oh, Giant Snail cool. is. So we'll get to the giant snail talk, I guess. But anyway, riding inside of a giant whale. A giant whale. And then work. you put a shell on it as a reference. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, I think... Let's see. My scene is uh, the ants and like the lot picking scene. I would get rid of that. 
and to replace it i think oh i would have like the emission impossible break-in sequence that they like start with them like scaling the wall and like there there is a section missing where he goes i'm about to die and he falls down and i think we could do more with that you want to beef up the break-in yeah a hundred percent and get rid of the the bad ants and all that maybe the ants help him but they're not italian and (laughs) just a mob (laughs) yeah Yeah, they're not just a godfather reference i remember when i was five and my mom showed me godfather because we're (laughs) italian family it's our heritage (laughs) hey you know talking animals the godfather those are like (laughs) oh uh, this is completely unrelated but i have to point out that i don't like the scorpion narrative of all scorpions are bad boys so that's part of what you're hoping to rectify with <laughs> yeah. your with in your fact, redo with your i think redo. with this will show that scorpions are good boys <laughs> name me one good scorpion name you one yeah well it's not dylan he's a bad boy <laughs> is there are there any portrayals of scorpions being good i read a book like when i was a child where one of the characters <laughs> was a good scorpion <laughs> and i think it was like two escape bugs from a lab and there was a good scorpion but i don't really recall it at all um and then also dragonflies are kind of bad boys Fun. that's me i'm gonna turn it off it's because he's got bad boys. eight episodes in and he still doesn't know to mute his phone <laughs> <I can't believe laughs> it. we're gonna have to have a checklist at the start um yeah dragonflies are bad boys because they're like apex predators when they're larvae and they're apex predators when they're like in the bug world so it's weird for them to be called boy scouts when they would probably be much worse than a scorpion so james should have been like a like what what he should he should have been voiced by tom cruise and like a top gun no okay making james like a top gun there's, dragonfly there's would be two hilarious. dragonflies because then the the frog inclusion as well <laughs> fits so well because they're having to like navigate through this marsh at speed to get to the boat so it adds like more weight to this moment it's more dangerous there's like pirate frogs out in the marsh and they're dodging left and right and then one of the wingmen gets killed or something yeah. like gets eaten that would be sweet yeah it would be that's a good redo i like that i sort of yeah you sort of redid for yeah, me and that's of, not my that's not of... really my vision that's not where i would take it yeah but... sorry <laughs> what about you what what scene would you redo me yeah did you already do this um, <laughs> i sort of did it already i said that i would make <laughs> instead of instead of yeah yeah i have a lot of there's so many things i would redo <laughs> most of the movies yeah just TJ, do you have one that sticks out? That's I mean, like the end of the movie, the Eden Tree Island. Like, yeah, it, so little happens. Okay, they just teleport to the dragon lair, and then that's it. You can fix that scene, and... but you can't get rid of the enema. No, that's what fine. What would you do? I mean, you could expand the entire island scene a bit, <laughs> other than them just teleporting yeah. into the lair giving them actual things to do that maybe the various characters can grow through on the yes. island as and they or work together development from right. the rest of the movie yeah like yoshi and whatever the ostrich plimpton they could do something together yeah, work yeah. together on the island because it's a magical island with a magical fruit that's hard mm-hmm. to get there should be traps and trials and 
tribulations that they have to go through, right? Dead Spaniards everywhere. Yeah. It's actually not that hard to get because it's literally just under the water. Like, yeah. it, it's such if it an obvious... For the dragon, if it weren't for the dragon, it would be the easiest and s- s- steal in the world. We, we've seen this movie a bunch of times, and you can clearly see that that place is in the c- scene like the whole time. So, well, the, the uh, uh, Foxfire fungus, whenever it lights up, it literally leads the path straight to the waterfall. Yeah. It shows you where they're supposed to go. It's like a video game mechanic, again. <laughs> draws your eye directly to the waterfall where so you're it, supposed to go. It's pretty obvious, like, where it's at. <laughs> they're just all dumb. So if they didn't stamp the staff into the ground, it been real easy puzzles. The so dragon would have yeah. just been sleeping the whole time, and they could have just jumped through the waterfall, <laughs> grabbed the fruit. Yeah. Doolittle could have given her a surprise. Shh. <laughs> 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 I like your idea to expand the islands. Here's what I was thinking. Doing sort of a bug's life routine where there are no dragons on the island. And Doolittle and the animals get there first because they they have the maps from Lily's, Lily's room where they piece together everything that's in her journal. It's like up on her walls, on her pegboards around the, you know. They get to the island before the British because they use their combined uh, explorer powers. And then when they realize that the fruit is unprotected, they need to scare away these British, these colonizers, from getting the fruit first. So they build a fake dragon and they use all of the traits of the different animals that they have to make it convincing. So like Chi-Chi, who's not a prisoner of fear, he's like the, the you know mouth and head of the dragon <laughs> okay I, no no, no? The, that would that would obviously be yoshi or not yeah yoshi the bear why wouldn't the bear who can roar be the we're not the gorilla who can scream <laughs> that would be a terrifying dragon that screams like a child i really i don't like that joke at all the gorilla scream joke but anyway i think that giving them something to do instead of a dragon enema that'd be cool uh, another scene is for the chase scene i think you cut out the giraffe and the fox and replace it with yoshi and plimpton that would make more sense because there are those characters never appeared in again and plimpton would be like what he rides on and yoshi's there like as the muscle and that's already their roles and doing that i mean in the last episode me and you finn we read through all of the characters yeah <laughs> it took us forever because there's millions of them uh paring that down a little bit and giving more development to the ones that are already there would certainly be helpful to this movie the issue though is you need to fit selena gomez into the movie so people will watch it star-studded cast that's true you can't just cut everyone um, and, i think you could marion cotillard no i think you could cut her i don't think most what if you make people them the capuchin monkeys is. there you go that die they, they do disappear. They suspiciously disappear after the ship gets sunk. <laughs> There's a lot of animals who died when the boat explodes because they're not seen from like all those chipmunks. The chipmunks are definitely dead. I feel like we talked about that last time. How yeah. they're the scourge of the high seas. <laughs> the ships are just infested with chipmunks. Any other major redos that spring to mind? The anima could be more graphic. <laughs> I, I don't really. <laughs> <laughs> you've got to keep it might not make it worth it i i don't understand like we always get back to this but the mechanism what does the leak do he says something about how they have to break up the blockage so from my my understanding he's just like jabbing it in and out so what you like... would do is you would go into like you know that predator vision thing that x-ray vision that you yeah. where you go in and like you show bones breaking and stuff like that <laughs> 
so you would you would x-ray x-ray mri scan in and you would show the blockage in the dragon corn being broken up well, to like csi like no, when like they do like thing. those high speed camera effects on like crime scenes do you remember that from like the 2000s i don't remember that i'm not sure what you're talking <laughs> they about. would do like high speed camera moves like around like a murder weapon or something and do like flash photography and like get really close to it to like portray it and mm-hmm. then they'd also do like x-ray scenes and stuff like to show like how things were killed in like a doctor style or something yeah. none of you watched CSI. I was, no <laughs> i was thinking more like is it like the is it the daredevil tv show where they do like the bones breaking and stuff like that with like x-ray vision yeah is that i thought so i mean mortal kombat does it maybe maybe that's more what i'm thinking that's more what i'm thinking mortal kombat dragon colonoscopy i think i'd also like to see doolittle kill some people (laughs) the show he has the gumption to protect his his pack it's a bit dark (laughs) they do set off dynamite and blow up the building that's true I guess Doolittle doesn't do that. No, Yoshi topples an entire tower, so it's possible that... He's kind of a crime lord, Doolittle. <laughs> he keeps his hands clean at well, all times. see, Polly is sort of the crime lord. She's she, the one who yeah, manipulates everything around it. She's the storyteller. And she is the storyteller, too. See, I think that's how we set up the whole movie, is Polly's at a bar telling this to people, and she's an unreliable narrator <laughs> at the bird bar. It's already not a kid's movie. Just lean into it a little more. No, yeah. she's at a cage in, like, a, a animal shop. Oh, and she's talking to someone who comes in to purchase. Yeah. Sort of a fun framing device. And then she kills the kid she's talking to at the end. <laughs> I, think, I guess I just want to see the rated arc, like, the unrated cut. <laughs> You got it. <laughs> um, so, what did you think? Like, how was this experience watching it again? I remember it being much worse than it was. I rem- it, remember it feeling like three hours long. That's how I felt the first time coming back like, oh, to it this too. Is fast. <laughs> yeah. Like I remember the Monteverde scene taking forever, but yeah, it was the quickest part of the movie. It felt like there. It really is. It's that sequence is halfway through the movie. And then there's another, like, there's a third act, but that all blends together. I have no idea what the length of time is. Yeah, whenever watching it, there is, like, a weird time zone that you enter into where the first half of the movie feels like it's taking up the majority of time. That is a silly way to say it, but... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the first half of the movie feels like... So the movie's, you know, 95 minutes long. If you were to ask me what is the 65-minute mark... I would say, oh, okay, it's probably uh, right when they arrive at Monteverde. But that's not the case at all. I think what that means, though, is that we need to shorten the the first part then and, and lengthen, lengthen the Monteverde. And, and the Dragon Island, yeah. Yeah. Because you're right, that's like the halfway mark, so there's like a solid 20 minutes <laughs> you could cut. Yeah. Um, TJ, right off the start, whenever the... The animated sequence is playing and Polly's giving the narration. Polly's describing all of these fantastic adventures that this crew of animals went on, Doolittle and Lily. And then you said, and this is the story they picked. <laughs> yeah, the backstory sounds a bit more interesting than what we got. Though what we got just got screwed by how it was made. That's the movie fair. It could have been made better and it could have been interesting. Like Monteverde, it could have been an actually interesting movie itself, but... 
instead we just got to, you know, what, what is it like 20, 30 minutes at most? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's, I, I don't it's, know how long it is. You have to time everything next time. Yeah. We'll have to, we'll have to pull out a stopwatch and break down the scenes. But yeah, the intro scenes seem pretty interesting. Like it could have been a fun movie, like showing the history of Lillian too little, but no. <laughs> well, one thing i've been thinking about now is like the voyage part they're on the boat for a little bit but otherwise it mostly takes place at locations but nothing really happens there it's just like quick cut like mine verde and the dragon island there's no actual exploration and they just go to point it's an exploration movie without exploration yeah, exactly. it's an adventure movie without adventure right yeah. They'll just teleport to the next scene why even have them like why even show the boat why not just like get rid of that part like just show it like, get rid of the chase scene. I think I've come up with a really great comparison. Have you guys ever watched a video game's full cutscenes on YouTube? <laughs> the compilation of just video game cutscenes? Yeah. That's kind of what this feels like. It's like you take out everything around it that, you know, builds in interesting ways, and you just watch the cutscenes. <laughs> that, yeah, that's a good way to show it. <laughs> yeah. That's, I think that's the best comparison I can make for it. I would play this video game. I think it would be fun. <laughs> Who would be the main character? Who would you play as? No, you pick your animal. Like, instead oh. of picking the class, you pick your animal. Would it play the same every time? Or would it... No, which... it, it doesn't matter who you are. Okay. <laughs> Essentially, you do the same thing. You just pick a different animal. There's, it, like, options. So, you know how, like, the Lego Star Wars games... Yeah. The Lego games in general, they have, like, a rotating cast that you use to complete actions. Would it be sort of like that, where you have to use, like, the different animals to... I'm thinking more of like a like Diablo, where like the classes are linked to the character, but all the characters do the same thing. Okay, <laughs> right? So you, do you know what I'm talking you about? Want, skills, but still do the same. You want yeah. to do a little uh, RPG? Yeah, where I'm a bear and I make choices. <laughs> <laughs> polar bear. A polar bear specifically. And do you want and to then share like your... char- characters will will comment on you depending on what you are, right? <laughs> there there are no amphibians in this game none that's too bad or reptiles only birds what about the dragon non-playable non-playable yeah you can't be a dragon you gotta that's... mob that in yeah <laughs> you can be a dragonfly that's as close as you get if you had to rate the worst performance in the movie tj who would you pick worst performance mm-hmm. i kind of hated stubbins yeah to that's be honest fair. i forgot he was a character <laughs> 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 like coming into this I'm like oh yeah there's a main character kind of that's who we're supposed to relate to yeah i think yeah it's the audience insert for sure robert Downey jr is a self-insert <laughs> doodle himself is a self-insert a 20 million dollar self-insert what did you think of rdj he was fine his whatever i feel like that's a hot take <laughs> i don't know i think i mean if you can if you can take the accent out he was wasn't harmful yeah i think he's kind of the worst though i think he is kind of like the character sucks too it's not just he he isn't likable but no. but as far as like performance goes it's not like it's atrocious it's you know what i mean but yeah, there's like a kids movie stubbins is just like smiling goofy buzz 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 i think that's better is it i think so i i'm a stubbins apologist <laughs> i know what i am i i don't think i could i think Doolittle is the worst character in the movie, in fact. Like, You're... No. 
I disagree. I can't. No. <laughs> well, no, that's James. James is the worst character. You could say any of the bugs in the movie. <laughs> and they're worse than Doolittle. Like, like Jeff. Jeff's Jeff good. is better than Doolittle. Yeah, that's Jeff true. is better than Doolittle. Huh, I'm Jeff. And that's it. That's all you need to do. His accent's fine. <laughs> and then the, we assume, you know. He's killed off screen. He's fed the Yoshi. He must be. Okay, let's see. What do you have written down in your notes, Frank? Uh, the Scratch and Sniff book was something we talked about while watching Jip knowing all the sense. And I think that it's fair that he would, you know, be flipping through and, you know, thinking about memory. Yeah. He could, he could come up with this. But. I, I think it has to be sense. And there's like leaves or there's not, there's like a white. Something taped into the book yeah, type thing. Yeah. So it's possible that. Because I, I, yeah, I don't think he just like remember he, because he doesn't recognize what the smell he's is. He's not like sniffing the book though. You know what I mean? He's reading it. Yeah, but Doolittle does. Does he? He goes in for a whiff whenever <laughs> the Jib points out the plant. Oh, he does sort of. Yeah. Well, I, see, I think that they're just trying to hide his mouth as much as possible because they dubbed this entire movie. So that as, as few mouth shots as they can make in the movie. He dies in that scene from inhaling nightshade. <laughs> Let's see. I have written down berry berries. That's a really good line. <laughs> I really like the tiger scene. I like when he says cheap shot ape. What did you think of the tiger scene? It was, it was fun. It's one of the more action-y parts of the movie, I guess. It is an action-y part of the movie. It was cut up a lot, though. Yeah. It was, yeah. Between all the other scenes getting inserted in. Monteverde really is like a um, a random clip show. It's like they came up with a bunch of bits and stitched them together. Like, how much of that was actually film versus just all of it being CGI? Now I'm thinking about it. Like, Monteverde. Like, how much of it was just made in post where we're like, uh, we need to fill out this movie a bit? Because a lot of it doesn't have humans. Yeah. <laughs> Most of it is animals. Yeah, that's fair. Or it's just, like, shots of the set of Stubbins running through it. <laughs> we did see those actual, the actual set that they built in the special feature. It's so cool. Um, <laughs> it's yeah. very good. A lot of wasted time. Yeah. That has to be heartbreaking. <laughs> I, I want to see the Steven cut really bad. I wonder what he does in the Monteverde sequence that's different, though. You know what I mean? If in his cut, Stubbins was indeed the son of Doolittle and the grandson of Rizzoli, maybe that relationship plays a much bigger part. But Explain why he wasn't just fed to the tiger, too. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And you made the comment, how does that trap work whenever Stubbins unlocks the vault? by looking into the tiger's eye and it's like can anyone just walk up to the tiger eye and look in the eye and it unlocks the vault for them that seems like strange design a little magic it's cool that's a cool sequence is it it's, I, it's, I thought it was it's very I, jumpy it's incredibly uh, jumpy no i'm literally just talking about when he looks into the tiger oh, eye the one, like the door is cool yeah. you're right i the actual him jumping on like the the weird cat furniture in his house. Uh -huh. It's like a CW show. I would watch the CW do little verse where they're all like, I wouldn't 15 year olds played by 28 year olds. <laughs> See, the reason that this is so interesting, I think part of the reason this is, I'm not going to say fun to watch because it's not, but part of the reason it's interesting to watch is that it's huge budget and bad. Yeah. Whereas like a CW show, it's bad because the budget's not good. You know what I mean? Well, man, the writing's bad. Yeah, I think it's the mostly the writing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like I feel like CW shows have a bigger budget than you expect. Maybe now some of them, but I imagine 
when they started probably not yeah i can't you know because you look at like what's the like riverdale that's the archie one right yeah it doesn't look bad like, i feel like they just don't spend their money on is that recent though yeah is that still ongoing See, recent still on... recent i feel like they're actually investing in it but like if you go back to like when cw show like arrow yeah more like that because like era. even arrow like season three starts to look a lot better or something well i think they're pumping more money into yeah, yeah i think you're right remember they're actually popular by that point because i think what they do their like whole game plan is to hire mostly unknown cast with like maybe one tv star and then they don't have to spend money on that <laughs> and then they can put the money elsewhere the game of Thrones plan yeah or like star wars <laughs> let's see uh, I have Razuli written down. I don't. Oh, because we watched that thing. That Antonio Banderas Pirate King segment. I know we're jumping all over the place right now, but that was such a good segment. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> it didn't show much, though. It didn't it show was a mostly what we already saw. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It was just him saying he had fun. There was like snippets of him doing things that were cut. I guess I just like but, his character so much that it's a shame he's not in the movie more. And watching that special feature made me wish he was in the movie more. Yeah, I think he might be the best, like, human in the movie. Yeah. Like, not even close. Well, the villain, whatever his name was. Oh, yeah, Moodfly. Moodfly. Do you like Moodfly? What's your take on Moodfly? He was fun. Like you said, good hair. Yeah. <laughs> I have a picture. Oh, there's Plinton under it, but... <laughs> You drew him sort of like an Oompa Loompa. Is <laughs> yeah. The vibe I'm getting from well, this because his haircut's really funny, but I think it would be much better if his like ten Super times exaggerated. extreme, yeah, like more eccentric. I guess if the movie leaned more eccentric, maybe it would help it. Yeah, just I'm, in general, especially with all like the steampunk stuff they yeah. tease. I think all of that would help using a steampunk gadget to give a dragon enema. <laughs> Stubbins has something to do. He's pumping like steam air into Or like if you're going to use it, you know, Doolittle is based on this William Price naturalist character and uh, Moodfly can be like the steampunk villain, you know, who uses gadgetry and Doolittle is more about animals. <laughs> Moodfly is more, you know, technology that's why Moodfly is using this metal warship Doolittle's sailing around in a ship pulled by whales like the contrasting there is like play it up times 10 yeah it's so super, they have super a, amplified and they have a confrontation and Doolittle's just throwing various animals at him. <laughs> and Moodfly's fighting with robot mechs <laughs> there's a scene where Doolittle's fighting Moodfly on top of Chi Chi is like on his shoulders, and Moodfly's in a mech. <laughs> That's why Doolittle, you know, they see you see them training in the ring. This is what it, they were training for: was to Doolittle do sits on his head like a raccoonie, like a rat, rat, like a ratatouille. Yeah. Rock'em sock'em robots, and yeah, that'd be a blast. I think that the only way you can save this movie is to take it to an extreme. That's probably not entirely true. But I guess I would enjoy it if it was taken to an extreme. I mean, it seems you're the intended audience at this point. Yeah. yeah. I'm definitely, yeah, I definitely, they hit me with a movie that I don't, I don't know why I watch it as much as I well, have. The, I mean, the domino's sitting right yeah. here. Sorry. The one, the one who started it all. I wish I, I wasted your time. Picked a better movie like Cats. Do you? 
I don't think you do. Oh god, isn't cats think, longer? It is. That's. I think that's one of the reasons why I picked Doolittle. Is I thought it was funny, and it's not that long. And there was already a number of people who had watched it, right. so it was easier it was to make attainable. it the top movie of the year. You need pad stats. Yeah, cats is much longer. It feels much longer. It is longer. I think cats is. We can do this. Are you looking it up? Uh, one ten. Oh, that's it's ten minutes longer. You said it's a hundred. Yeah, it's right? ten minutes longer. Not that far off, I guess. But, like, minus the credit scene and minus the uh, the posts, like, the pictures. The movie up until the post-credit scene when Blair falls in the hole. Yeah. You see him again. The movie up to there is 94 minutes. Yeah, and I think that's another four minutes probably, right? Give or take. Uh, oh. uh, Three well, minutes? it's the length of that song. What's <laughs> Who sings the song? Lady Gaga? Sia, right? Oh, yeah, you're right. It's Sia. It's, so whatever the length of that Sia song is, that would be... What are your thoughts on the Sia song? I could... wasn't paying attention at that point. Okay. Honestly, it does not... <laughs> I guess I could bring up the lyrics. Would that be interesting to... <laughs> I don't think so. They're not very good. I mean, I mean, it was written for this movie. Like, this song was created for Doolittle. Did it win anything? I don't know. Let's find out. What is it? Unstoppable? Yeah. It's no, not very... That's not it, is it? No, I don't know what it is. Original. Original, yeah. It's not a very good song. It's very repetitious. and But I was humming it at work. <laughs> okay, here it is. Here's the, the open. Boom woke me from my sleep. Boom woke me from a dream. Boom got me on my feet. Boom think the birds who sing. I'm here to try anything. I'm done with the suffering. It's time to stand up and sing for my life. I'm here now to try it all. I'm ready to take a fall because I'm an original. Why deny it? So I'm assuming, is this supposed to be like... I'm going to be original. Is this supposed to be like Doolittle's anthem? Yeah, I guess. Uh, almost feels like it's just a song she had written. At the That's kind of, yeah, it doesn't, like, why? It's like, oh, close enough. I won't waste my life being typical. I'm going to be original, even when it's difficult. And I won't change myself when they tell me no. Is Doolittle, I mean, it's not about being original, the movie, no, right? Yeah, because it's, it's like sticking up what like, you stand for, this is, you know? This song is like about, is, is about accepting yourself, right? Isn't that the point of this? Yeah. Yeah. So that's not really the message of Doolittle at all. It's not about being yourself. Are we, so here's my question, I guess. Shell, really. Is, is the original cut of the movie what this song was written for? Can we make that assumption? Oh, that's that. That's where the 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 change in the script is to uh, do a little redo on <laughs> on what the meaning of the, the overall meaning of the movie is. I think that's good, but I don't think that's the case. I think the song was written yeah. without for her, this cut. No, without, just without her, her watching the movie at all. Well, they had to have given her something like Universal if they're telling you. You're writing a song for this movie. But yeah, that's true. It could be like they were like, hey, it's about being yourself. And if anything, it's about characters changing, right? It is. Like Doolittle stops living in his little hermit house. He's, he embraces the outside world. Yeah, it's about like changing who you are. Chi-Chi becomes but what, they're confident? not. They haven't shut themselves away because they're different and they're not accepted. You know what I mean? Like that's sort of what the song implies. Yeah, that's fair. That you, you need to stand up and be yourself in the face of people who won't accept your originality, right? And that's not what this this movie is about, uh, overcoming 
colonos- uh, impacted colons. <laughs> it's about overcoming your impacted colon. And... No, it's about <laughs> accepting help for your impacted colon. Right. It's you about get, accepting help. Because sometimes for your you need help. Yeah. yeah. You can't always just overcome your impacted colon by shoving more stuff <laughs> into it. By eating more Spanish Arby. All right. The other entrance is what I'm trying to say. Through your mouth. Not yeah. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> you can solve it. I never thought that was a, I liked that brainwave just that that was fun. <laughs> about shoving things in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cause thinking about like other hit songs that are written for talking animal movies, like didn't Shakira with, what was that movie? Snow dogs. No, the animal movie. Sing? Like, no, it's like Sing. It came out around the same. Zootopia. Yeah, but Zootopia is a better movie. It's a real movie. Yeah. Okay, you know, point noted. But the studio is still operating as a studio, right? Like, C is a big name. But she's not... I don't think she's that big of a name where it was like... I think it's a budget-conscious big name. Yeah, it's someone that Universe already had. Yeah, I assume it's Universal Music, right? Yeah, because they got Selena Gomez. Oh, yeah. They got Selena Gomez, right? Why wouldn't they have her write a song? And that's probably going to attract more... Like, I think it was a, a money-conscious decision as well. I mean, do people go to movies to listen to a song by a single artist <laughs> in the credits? I mean, that's why a lot of people want the Cats. Cats is a musical, though. <laughs> okay, let me... <laughs> right, I am saying a lot of people went to see it just for Taylor Swift. And, and that, like, they Did knew they? she wrote a song for it. So I, I do think it is a draw, but you're right, it's a musical, so it's a little different. This, um, looking through the lyrics of Try Everything by Shakira, it does relate sort of to the story of, of Zootopia. <laughs> they just swapped them on accident. That could, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that the song is not made for this movie. <laughs> no, it's just something that Universal had in their archive of unused songs and said, ah, we can throw this in there. That That's seems more I likely. Think. It's a name someone might know. Is there a music video for it? Because I think that's another thing to look at. But I don't really... Uh, no. I don't really know who Sia is. She's chandeliers, right? Is she not the person with two hair colors? She is the person with two hair colors. Yeah, the chandeliers. Yeah, yeah Sia is chandelier. You're right. But I don't think she's like a... I think she's like the biggest name they could afford. And like probably on contract already. And this was just a song they had. Because like... I, I think that's like, if you get Selena Gomez, why not also have her sing or write a song? <laughs> Especially when it's just some pop song that doesn't, the lyrics don't matter. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't connect to your movie at all. It's literally, it's literally just to play in the credits. Or even have like Danny Elfman work on a... I mean, I guess, is it like a trendy thing to do to have a pop song connected to your movie? Yeah. But I think so, but yeah. Otherwise, there's nothing in this, like it's more of a period piece in a lot of ways mm. right <laughs> it isn't. It's, it's a period piece of time traveling animals <laughs> well yes of course future theory tj did you have any thoughts on future theory uh, please explain so so many of the animals whenever they're speaking the way that they're structured like for example yoshi the polar bear is from modern times he, he talks with like a frat bro dialect tutu the fox and uh, Kevin the squirrel are from World War II era because the fox is making references to the French resistance. And uh, Kevin, when his anesthesia flashback goes through, it's all 
atomic bombs and World War II stuff. So these animals are coming from different... And, like, uh, Chi-Chi is from, like, America at some point when building codes are in... Because he makes references to things being up to code. Yeah, no, he is from... Uh, I think it's, like, an island. Uh, Skull Island. <laughs> oh, Skull Island. <laughs> and, right. Yeah, he's spent a lot of time in New York City at that point. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why he's an American. Right. Big dinosaur for a while. Yeah. Anyway, so these animals are coming through from the future because why are they speaking like people from the future huh. instead of from the 1850s? Is <laughs> the basic premise. And everyone else, for the most part, is like what you would imagine a character. Like it's not a good uh, period piece, but it's like they're all trying. <laughs> Okay. I guess I wouldn't pay attention for that during the movie. It's just like a modern period piece, like one that doesn't actually care. A lot of period pieces now do that. Like, I guess not now. I'm thinking like Marie Antoinette was like the big example. No. I've never seen it. I don't know. <laughs> do they just talk with American accents? No, but they, their dialogue isn't as like period as a lot of things were. And there's also like modern music, but. Uh, a Knight's Tale is that? A Knight's Tale is a good example. Yeah, <laughs> I do like any time we bring up a movie. It's a movie from like twenty years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're out of touch. Hey, our references are pretty good. We've if you uh, if you go onto our Letterboxd, you can see our episode by episode breakdown of uh, every movie that we've mentioned because we love talking. We love mentioning movies. Do you want me to just read off my movie log from 2020? Yes. <laughs> yeah, this is the perfect time to do that. You can just list every Disney movie. Sweet. Do you have anything to share, TJ, that is not Doolittle related? Not do- oh, that's hard. I mean, Doolittle takes up so much of my life. Now it that does. Yeah. That. Now, that, <laughs> now that you've watched it and been on the podcast, did you? Well, we went and watched, not we, and inclusive of you two, but we went and watched uh, 80 for Brady. Oh, wow. <laughs> this is a good 9 p.m. showing by ourselves. So we got to hoot and holler throughout the movie. It's a lot of fun there. That that sounds incredible. <laughs> if there was one more person at theater, it would have been a nightmare. <laughs> but since we were allowed to be ourselves, it was a lot of fun. You, you, cannot, you cannot let yourself be wrangled by it. <laughs> 80 for Brady is a movie, I imagine, that requires hooting and hollering. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for it to be... Was it really boring? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they had Guy Fieri in there, and they used him to what? the best of their abilities. That is something you should have <laughs> been. Excuse me. If, if, I knew he was, spoil it? if I knew he was acting, he should be a Doolittle. He was not acting. He was himself. Oh, uh, he was playing himself? Okay. But no. they used well, him future above theory, and he could have been. <laughs> he could have been a Doolittle. No, yeah, I don't want the spoil. <laughs> I don't know if it's I'm, I don't maybe know, the only good part. Of I don't movie. know that I'm ever going to watch 80 for Brady, but if I do check it out, I'll be looking forward to Guy Fieri. <laughs> I mean, it's almost as uh, non movie as. What this. are you doing in an hour, Frank? <laughs> 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 um, what else have you up to? Just um, what else? I mean, work. We watched Lyle Crocodile later yeah. that night. It was somehow worse than 80 for Brady. Where would you put it uh, up against Doolittle? I would the prefer to watch Doolittle. It would probably, if I'm allowed to sit in a theater alone for all three, yes, eighty for Brady, Doolittle, Lyle Crocodile, I think would be top to bottom, best worst. Okay, okay. that that sounds. I, I'm guessing that sounds right. <laughs> I don't really seen like Lyle Crocodile. But like liked liked it, and more than eighty for Brady. Yeah, 
he and Nico despised Eddie for Brady. I was the only one having fun, I think. <laughs> <laughs> what punishment. <laughs> Finn, do you have any non-Doolittle-related things you'd like to share? Uh, I've been playing Metroid Prime Remastered. It's probably the best remastered game I've ever played. Um, mostly because I really, really like Metroid Prime. So it's like... Nostalgia and also so, just a good game. Yeah, yeah, it's the only... I know that people were complaining about save points, but I think the save points are really good, actually. Uh, but the only thing that's kind of bad is the boss fights. Are, there's a lot of them. Not all of them are fun. But that's pretty much it as far as flaws. Because it has aged like, really well for a 22-year-old game. <laughs> The yeah, GameCube was 2000, so somewhere yeah, in that area. Yeah, it might have been 2003. So yeah, 20-ish years. Uh, I feel like I've watched movies as well, but I don't remember them. I've been watching movies as well. Um, I I had a moment where I was le- I was looking at my... I'm a spreadsheet merchant, I've said, <laughs> I've said before. I love looking at my spreadsheets and things that I've done. And looking through the movies and counting up the number of times I've watched Doolittle this year compared to movies that are not Doolittle and going, I don't want Doolittle to be, the number of times I've viewed Doolittle to be more than the other movies I've watched this year. Like, it's important to me that I watch movies that are not Doolittle more than I watch Doolittle. Um, so I, I, uh, I'm going to give a little shout out here, not to any movie in specific, just to a movie platform, uh, Mubi, M-U-B-I. Uh, it's great. It has a bunch of fun festival films and art house films and uh international films that you might not find other places and there were some neat ones that i found there i'll give a little uh tip of the hat to movie and a and a, another hat tip to the criterion channel wait what's your favorite movie you watch then so if i'm giving a shout out to one in particular i think i'm gonna say the takashi mike movie from 2019 first love Oh, that one's really first love rules. It's it's a, sort of a Ron Black com, you could say. Mike. Yeah, Mike. <laughs> Takashi Mike. 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 <laughs> Mike. Um, no, no, no. No more Mike. <laughs> Mike. Uh yeah, that movie's so good. Yeah, Definitely. It's it's um, you know, it's it's a little exploitation, but it's, it's eh, not, I wouldn't it say is. it's exploitation. I think it is. But it's like it's making fun of that. Yeah, it's definitely a Ron Black com. Yeah. It's still like... that. It's also a really good entry into his movies. I think that's one of the most accessible movies he's made. Um, anyway, that's that's it for me. Uh, TJ, did you enjoy it? Would you recommend it? Um, no. And no. <laughs> <laughs> You're not coming back on the show. <laughs> I did pay attention to the whole movie, which is more than Finn can say. So. Yeah, that, that is, is true. Fair. I, that I is did follow good point. Hey, yeah. I only, I think I was out for like five minutes. Well, you don't get a login in the movie log. I, you're right. You're going to have to go back and rewatch those five minutes. I will. Yeah, good. Finn, did you enjoy it? Do you recommend it? You fell asleep, so. Um, you know what would have kept me awake, though? <laughs> a big bag of bugles, a probably. A big bag of bugles. <laughs> and maybe if you drink some uh, Code Red before. <laughs> yes. Some Code Red poured directly on my eyeballs. <laughs> And a bag of bugles. Yeah. Maybe some salt um, water. Well, I'm not going to recommend it, and I didn't enjoy it. So. Uh, yeah. I. This was a tough week for Beulittle. I didn't enjoy it either. Don't really recommend it this week. You know, we've made it now. February is finished. January is finished. We're two months. Two months are done. 
two months later in a rear view mirror. And then in April, I decide whether or not I want to continue my streak watching it every day for a month. Well, thankfully, you've got March to get to before you have to make that decision. But yeah, um, yeah two months are behind us and uh, eight more to go. I feel like something that should be brought up before we close is I have been looking eight forward. Eight, ten more to go. Oh, God. <laughs> I have been oh, looking no. forward to like recording this every week. It is sort of a nice like break. It's just too bad that we have to watch too little to do it. That is the big flaw. Only you the... had picked something fun. <laughs> See, I I don't know. I was thinking about that. Like, I think picking point, a bad is movie any, is better. I think picking a bad movie is better too. At some point, any movie you pick, like yeah, but a different bad movie every week. The thing is, is this can't ruin Doolittle for you. No, that's a good point. It can't. In fact, I think it can only make it better. Like, if you pick a, ba- a good movie, a movie you enjoy, I think that it would ruin the movie this for you. This is sort you. of... But you know true. the uh, I haven't watched Emperor's New Groove since that. Uh, watching it, like, what? Nine times, Nine times in a row. Yeah. Child's numbers. <laughs> hey, he beat you that year. He, he did, did beat win. me. That's true. Um, only year that was tracked. This whole, the whole premise is sort of like a desert island movie type thing. You're stranded on a desert, desert island. You only get to watch one movie. Doolittle is that movie. I think it's a good pick. I think you want to pick something that's bad that you can make fun of, like you won't get attached to. I don't know. I don't, yeah. Having your only entertainment being a bad movie for the rest of your life. <laughs> See, yeah, we're able to break this up by doing other by things. watching other things, doing other things. That is true. We're not just only watching Doolittle. You know what? I might make the pledge that I won't watch a single movie this year. No more video games, too. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. true. I don't think you're making that pledge. Oh, gosh. What what else can I... I just run a lot, I suppose. <laughs> run yeah. while watching Doolittle. I have the... <laughs> but yeah i feel like yeah you're right anyway my name's finn (laughs) and this is frank we're joined by tj hi and we're out of here bye-bye start the smr now (laughs) this is uh this is bad if you listen to the right side (laughs) (laughs) where's the uh head microphone thing where you can rub the ears (laughs) Now we're going to use a razor to clean you up a little bit, Dr. Google. It might be electric, right? You're right. You should be shaving off the... (laughs) (laughs) All right, Kinko, this is only going to hurt a little bit. It's a terrible movie. Do not watch.